Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are gonna spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. Welcome to episode 75 of the Jeff Van Gundy Tribute Show. I am your one of your co-hosts, Lucas, joined always by Marco. Glad tidings, Lucas. Uh, I think in terms of every relationship in the world, it should never be like give and take. It shouldn't be transactional, whether that be friend-friend, you know, romantic relationships, um, content creators and fan base. You should just do things out of the goodness of your own heart. <laughs> hey, Ella. You, you were at, uh, you should just do things out of the goodness of your own heart. Yeah. See, Pete and Ella, a great relationship. They'll do things for each other whenever. Um, yeah, and it should never be transactional, but we owe you one. <laughs> For last week's episode, we, we owe you one. <laughs> we actually, uh, we planned this several months in advance. <laughs> we're like, we're going to have a flat one. It'll be around December 22nd, give or take, give <clears> or take. <throat> you know, pull me up on that if I'm wrong. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess here's, here's our penance to you. Yeah. Uh, although I... I as a podcast, for 35 minutes of listening, it was pretty entertaining. Oh, I man. Find. I loved it. Like, <laughs> yeah, same. I, I left it with a sour taste in my mouth. And then yeah. when I was listening back to it, I was like, no, you know what? We're pretty handy at this. <laughs> We're pretty handy at this old thing. Yeah. Um, but just if you're an NBA fan, I don't think you got much content out of last week. <laughs> I'd, love like a, I'd love to take a poll. Like, what are you more of a fan of? Me or the NBA? Mmm. 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 Good question. <laughs> Let us know. We always do these calls to actions at the end of the episode and yield zero results. But maybe if you do we'll it at the start, we'll start. yield one. We'll try one at the start. So anyway, Lucas, what have we done for our fans? Um, wow, well, it's funny you should ask. Uh, the hats are here. The hats are here. I've been checking, I've been checking FedEx like four times a day. That is no stretch to see where they are. They, came, they got to Australia so quickly. Um, from when they got sent mm. and then they were kicking it in uh, Matraville in New South Wales for a bit mm. then they arrived in Melbourne uh, Wednesday morning and they were apparently at the house uh, at four, four, quarter to five quarter to five today so we're, we're recording at five to six an hour and ten minutes later <laughs> um, I was out the front bringing the bins in at 4.45 exactly mm. exactly so didn't see a FedEx <laughs> truck uh, <laughs> drive past no card was left, but yeah, an attempted delivery was yeah. made at 4.45. And you know, I get it. I get it. It's 4.45. You want to go home. You've got a couple of parcels left in the back of your truck. Oh yeah, I attempted a delivery. <laughs> I attempted a delivery. Uh, but yeah, we will for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure have them tomorrow. They'll be dropped at a Preston Luck and Lotto if anyone wants to inter- intercept them <laughs> for us. Um, and then, yeah, Lucas, w- what's the price? How are we going to be distributing these bad boys? Well, before we get into that, I don't think it's... I think it is time to ask the question, does the FedEx delivery driver really love his job? <laughs> <laughs> or is this just something he's doing to feed himself? I'm going to say family? no. You know, he, he, could, he could, I don't know, he could be into knitting. Uh, maybe, maybe he's a golfer. I don't know. Maybe he has a freaking basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I really doubt FedExing is his life's fashion. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I met him, but we were really excited to get these hats. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, if I had any... If I enjoyed my job as a delivery driver, that's what I'd be thinking of. Wow, those boys are going to be so excited to get their hats today. Um, yeah, 
Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Something else we should mention. I think I think Marco Holden Jeffrey was calling FedEx at the exact same time today. Yeah. <laughs> because I got off the phone with them seemingly at the same time that you got off the mm-hmm. phone with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you reckon they do with that? <laughs> yeah. Are they going to be like two simultaneous entries that maybe yeah. like I don't know breaks the system and makes it deliver it, makes them deliver it this evening? <laughs> <laughs> he is hoping. He is but hoping. Um, in terms of price points, have we actually uh, agreed on like? I, I think they're thirty nine ninety nine. I think that's the flat price. Okay, I was thinking thirty nine ninety eight. Okay. <laughs> if, if you're paying Lucas, it's thirty nine ninety eight. If you're paying me, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Averaging out to a nice 3995. <laughs> oh, did you fart? Is that Donald? That was Donnie. Definitely Donnie. Hell. He's been doing the some last, stinkers. The last time, two times we've recorded this, he's I, he's, I've gotten his shit on me, and then also this time he just dropped a bomb. He's he's a fucking farty cat. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, well, let's get back to this freaking basketball podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, thirty nine ninety eight uh, transfer and fifty bucks cash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's that sounds fair, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like if we get them tomorrow, we'll pop them up on Instagram. You guys send us some cash, quick, smart. We'll you know we'll give you our account details. We'll give you our beamits. We'll give you we'll give you our PayPal's. Mm. Uh, I'm happy to fucking drive around on New Year's Eve. Yeah, you know, in the you know the late morning, early hour, I'm gonna do some drop offs. Yeah, dude, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm going to the gym. I'm staying three. Not 1.5, but three away from everyone. And then I go back home. And that's the only thing I do in the day. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not quite ditto, but ditto. Um, and, you know, if you, want to be, if you want to be swagged out for Sun Cycle, if you yeah. want to take some cool selfies while you're in isolation or whatever, like, <laughs> e- either or, those are the only two things I can imagine you're doing at the moment. Um, get yourself a bloody hat. They're going to yeah. look sick. Yeah, no cap. No cap at all. <laughs> um... Well, do you want to speak about our own Christmases first? Well, yeah. Or? How was your bloody Christmas, mate? Dude, I I know I rag on Christmas gift giving because I do think it's one of the worst things ever. Yeah, yeah. The worst, maybe capital, capitalism's worst child. And there, oh. are, there are a lot of bad eggs. It, it's, yeah, it's it's like it's like the eldest child of capitalism, if you will. <laughs> it's got a large spawning uh, deformed brood. But mm. Christmas is its eldest. Yeah. It's proudest, perhaps. <laughs> um, I fucking love Christmas for spending time with family. Yeah. Um, went from breakfast, which my dad had to miss because he had a COVID scare. Oh, no. Um, he's all good. He's not, he hasn't tested positive, but he still had to miss out Christmas, which sucks. And uh, we'll get more on that later that, you know, family should be spending Christmas together. <laughs> um, or maybe I will. Maybe you won't. <laughs> but um, yeah, went from having my last bite of breakfast to less than half an hour later having my first bite of gyros <laughs> when I switched from dad's side of the family to mum's side. Yeah, nice. And a food coma doesn't even begin to describe how I felt at 4pm mm, on Christmas mm, Day. Mm. How's yours? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, mine's always, it's a chill one. Uh, usually because there is one member of my family who's been a vegetarian, like before people were vegetarians, <laughs> the centerpiece of the lunch is a nut loaf. Yeah, it's as, it's as delicious as it sounds. Um, and I feel like slowly we've been having other... Like, this this woman eats meat now as well. Like, <laughs> she had low, she had low like iron. She, five years ahead of the curve. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we've been slowly integrating meat back into the on-the-menu boys. Um, and this year it hit critical mass. We had, we had a ham, we had a chicken, and mm. we had two ducks. Mm. I know, I know. I fucking love. You nearly duck. had it to duck it. We nearly had it to duck it. We didn't have a turkey. Um, and then you that- were there, weren't you? <laughs> Bang! <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck. Um, and then the day after I headed down to Blair Gowry with uh, Alex and her lovely family and had a lovely few days down mm. there with them. We had prawns, we had turkey, we had ham. There was gravy, there was cranberry sauce. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just a couple of hours ago, I was bloody basking on the beach, Diamond Bay, just between Sorrento and uh, Kuya, Kuyan, one of those ones. <laughs> bloody beautiful bay. But let me tell you something about... Uh, the 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 for the fairer ones in our audience the, the white people the Caucasians <laughs> yeah I feel like most of us are at the stage where we're like cool all right we get sunburn we got to put heaps of sunscreen mm. on all the time but I think we have this thing that there's like one part of our body that doesn't burn I think it's different <laughs> for everyone for me it's my legs <laughs> so like I'll be like lathering every two hours all over my face my shoulders my neck my chest my back <laughs> I'm like you know what I think the legs will be fine. Um, I'm just going to do a bit of physical comedy here. <laughs> oh my god! Ah! Ah! Okay, I've seen too much. <laughs> oh god, speaking of nutloaf. <laughs> Mike has just decked himself in front of me and I saw more than his legs. Way, way more than his legs. But they were quite sunburned, yes? Yeah, man, but like, that's not where my eyes went first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god This might be our first X-rated podcast <laughs> Jesus Christ Anyway I I got a I got quite a burn I'm yeah, also yeah, I'm, I'm, back, I'm onto the budgie smugglers Like the mm. short The short leg ones Not the board shorts Yeah Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah Not yeah. board shorts Not, not the Bo- bloody bre- uh, Jockeys Jocks Jocks if you will Yeah Yeah on the beach um, and like god I looked good but yeah th- those parts of my legs have never seen the sun before mm. <laughs> and they're quite red now um, I'm glad that you wore budgie smugglers because I feel like every time I've gone to the beach it's always the fucking biggest dickhead wearing it yeah, yeah. So he I'm was glad- there <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad that you're helping you're, you're helping the rehabilitate cause the image, rehabilitating yeah. is a great <laughs> yeah, word yeah, yeah. Um, well anyway uh, a couple of other guys had some pretty interesting Christmases uh, some NBA players actually <laughs> to say the least uh, so do you want to start all I've got is is questions about Christmas I don't have really any analysis about Christmas Day like the game specifically oh yeah no look I have very I have very little I think you know I think the the big standout was like you know Brooklyn beat the Lakers of course the Lakers mm. looks terrible of course Patty, yeah. Patty Mills had a 30 burger of course <laughs> um, and yeah I think pretty much every other game because of the current state of the league which I think we'll get into later pretty forgettable yeah um yeah. I, I actually I did enjoy the Warriors Suns game and I think we're finally you know when the Suns beat the Warriors in that first matchup there was this big like okay you know damn are the Suns the better team here the Warriors mm. absolutely have their number. Yeah. Like, I, I think a seven-game series will be interesting, but the Warriors absolutely have the upper hand right now. Um, and, yeah, like, I think, you know, the Suns... The Suns are great. They're such a good team. Their bench is really good as well, but you know exactly what to expect from them. Whereas the Warriors bench, there is just so much diverse talent on mm. that bench. Like, you cannot expect Otto Porter Jr. to do... <laughs> What he did. Uh, <laughs> Kaminga finally getting some good minutes. Like, mm. you know, uh, manning Chris Paul, like, full court. Mm. Uh, and I think it's just going to be, like, those curveballs that they can throw at the Suns. Yeah. That the Suns don't really have. Like, the Suns have, like, nine really good players. But you know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. You know exactly what Cam Johnson is going to do. Mm. You know exactly what JaVale McGee is going to do. You know exactly <laughs> what Landry Shaman is going to do. Except I didn't expect him to fucking throw down uh, <laughs> like he was in this game. Um but yeah, and the Warriors just have that X factor, and also have fucking Clay Thompson coming back. So yeah, 
I'm <clears throat> I back every single professional sports coach that plays a gimmicky D. Yeah. I, I, I think it's so cool that it's like, yeah, we're at the very top of this sport, but this is obviously the thing we should do. Mm. And the Suns just load up on Curry and it worked once and it hasn't worked twice. But I'm so interested to see how they defend Curry and Clay. Yeah. yeah. Because it'll have to be a completely different game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've also failed against Steph twice now. Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah when you add clay to that I think that it is time to to be a bit scared as a Suns fan if your hopes are to make the finals again yeah well even this game like uh, you know they'd already failed against Curry once but I feel like rather than you know that classic all right if they're gonna if they're gonna double curry if they're gonna give him all the attention then everyone sits on the perimeter and takes shots everyone was just like baseline cutting there was so much like inside inside the paint movement from the Warriors, which you don't always see from them. And it was like, they were like, all right, we beat the Suns one way. Let's beat them another way mm. today. Um, which is obviously like how you prepare for a seven game conference finals against someone is like, it's not just like we're better than them. It's like we're better than them in every iteration. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I uh, that, that made me a bit worried for, you know, a, a finals run for Phoenix. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jesus, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh... I didn't like any of these games really, and I think that most of that has to do with the ten the ten day hardships. Mm. Um, but to just talk about the Nets and the Lakers because we haven't done that for a while, and we used to absolutely drain that. Stanley Johnson had twenty seven minutes, and most of them were spent guarding Harden. Mm. And if you're the Lakers, can the guy you have for fucking four games? Why is he your primary defender? Mm. Like, what are you taking into the rest of the rest of the season? If it's like, okay, our fill, we'll get our fill in to defend the best player. Like, <laughs> it's it's somehow getting worse for the Lakers. It, that's the thing is, it's like it's not even like, oh, it's a bad idea to put Stanley Johnson on Harden <laughs> all game. It's like, but who else would you put? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. I can't think of a single other person on that roster I would want guarding yeah. more than Stanley Johnson. But like, what's it, what are they preparing for? Yeah, yeah. They're preparing yeah. for who to come back. Oh man. Oh, actually a couple of players, but still, Yeah. I, I, it looked bad. And like Stanley Johnson came out hot, like maybe not hot, but energetic and yeah. playing with purpose. But there's no way they extend him. There yeah. is no way they extend That's it. how every fucking 10-day player has come out, though. Like, full of purpose. Yeah, of course you're full of purpose. <laughs> You've got 10 days to prove that you can get an NBA contract. I reckon your chances are, like, 8 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darren, Collins, Darren Collison took a 12-minute mm. and 5-second break from being a Jehovah's Witness <laughs> to get... I've never seen a player get two three-point plays on them, two mm. plays in a row. It was back-to-back, um, same spot, I think, uh, right wing... I'm, Certain the second one was Harden, and I'm fairly certain the first one was Patty Mills. But how do you do that? <laughs> you just saw what happened, yeah, and then yeah. you did it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. Um, also, <clears throat> playing Stanley Johnson 27 minutes on James Harden doesn't stop Westbrook from shooting four of 20 uh, on Christmas Day, and then also getting seven turnovers today against yeah. the Rockets. It doesn't even feel like there's any hope left for this season (laughs) like it really feels like they're just seeing it out yeah like and um i mean the deep two talked about this at length on their last episode a fucking eternity ago by the way (laughs) um but you know they're shopping westbrook around but there is no westbrook trade (laughs) um maybe one appears over the summer maybe not but like while while he's taken up all that money in that roster spot like i i think it's over yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any, 
I don't think there's anything meaningful the Lakers can do with their season from from here. And man, what a sh- yeah, what a shit team to watch on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So basically, my whole thing about Christmas was the Christmas Day games have sucked for a few years now. Mm. Um, and what do you? What do we do? Like, do we stop pushing Christmas Day like it matters? Mm. Do we give the players Christmas Day off instead of Christmas Eve so they can spend it with their fam? Because I was like, you know. To compare myself to LeBron and stuff. I was like, I wish my dad was at Christmas. Yeah. I'm, sad, I'm, I'm upset that he isn't here. Mainly because he's the star of the show at his side's uh, family Christmas. But also, it's like, it's my dad. Like, I want to spend Christmas with my dad. Mm. Um, and these games aren't good. These players aren't spending Christmas with their fam, but they get Christmas Eve off, which is, like, weird. Um, so what do we do? Should we, should we put games on Christmas Eve, take them out of Christmas Day, treat Christmas Day like it's just another day? Or just like have two days off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't really see the value of playing. I, I get it. It's a TV thing. It's like you want. You think that you have families all together and they sit down and they watch the basketball yeah. together. But apparently, football fucking kills it on Christmas Day. Yeah, right. For example, and they also kill the NBA in the ratings. <laughs> um, but you know, is this what is this what it's making or breaking the league? Adam yeah, silver like having a game around Christmas time, <laughs> like. <laughs> um. Yeah, I counted, uh, I went back the past four seasons. Um, three games have been decided by single digits uh, yeah. out of the possible 20. Wow. So three, let's say, call it three good Christmas Day games mm. over the past four seasons. So it's like, you're not even scheduling it right. I mean, yeah. Zion's been scheduled to play twice <laughs> now. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously this season probably has to do with the 10-day yeah. hardships, as yeah, I said for before. Sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe Christmas Day isn't the NBA's thing. Um, also, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, we're, maybe we're deep in this too hard. But like on that, you know, let the players spend some time with their families. Uh, Draymond Green's son was at the Warriors Suns game. Mm. No pun intended. Um, and he was. He, <laughs> um, I think. I I think Dray might have hit a three or something incredible. You wow. know, for Draymond, um, or done a good defensive play or something. And his son was sitting there looking pretty unimpressed because you know he's like five years old or whatever and Doris Burke was like come on show a little bit more show a little bit more emotion for your father it's like dude this this kid is he's a kid it's Christmas day he just wants to go play with his toys yeah he just wants to go be with his dad and instead he's like in a stadium with 20,000 people also he's got the camera on him on a nationally televised yeah, TV show yeah yeah yeah, this kid doesn't want to be here. He wants to be playing with his fire truck. Like, yeah, yeah. Leave him alone. This kid's like Eric Bledsoe in, in Phoenix. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here. <laughs> hey, at what you Donye. Do you like hearing the down low on all your NBA and basketball content? Hey, at Will Conkin on Instagram and Twitter. Don't you mean the lowdown on NBA and basketball content? No, I mean the down low, because that's our show. The down low. Where we give you the lowdown on everything NBA. Check out the Download MBA on all your podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple, or even Google Podcasts. Google has podcasts? Yeah, I didn't even know that either. But now you know, so go and get it in your ears. I had two ideas for this. Well, actually, no, I wanted to say one thing first. Okay. Um, where is it? The Christmas Day Lakers-Warriors game on 20, uh, in 2018. 
It just looked so funny. Do you remember watching this game? I was in Shepparton. You were in Shepparton? Yep, you were, we were in Shepparton? Um, my sister and Leo were actually thinking about asking <clears throat> the family who was hosting if they could host their, if they could have their wedding there. Wow. It was a nice big backyard. It was, I think, the second year we did Bad Santa. And yeah, we were just going in and out of the house watching the Christmas Day games. LeBron left third or fourth quarter. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, the Warriors are going to win from here. And the Lakers like extended the lead. They blew them out. It was a 26-point <clears throat> yeah. win. Nice. Um, Against full-strength Warriors, like, you know, KD, Curry, Clay, Draymond, Kevon Looney, Iggy and Livingston coming off the bench. Uh, a Lakers starting five of Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, Zubats, and Kyle Kuzma, which is just... That, I don't know. I don't. I don't think anyone should lose to that team, especially three years ago. Today, maybe. Today, yeah. would be quite a good Lakers team. Actually, I was going to say today. Take all those players today. Who wins? The Lakers or the Lakers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this iteration of the Lakers with Westbrook and AD, or that iteration of the Lakers. Absolutely, absolutely that one. 2018, 2017. Absolutely 2018. 2018. With yeah. KCP and Josh Hart coming off the bench as well. Like, it's actually and Rondo. Actually, <laughs> Jesus. No, you got to go on here. You got to go on. Tyson Chandler. Lance Stevenson, you got bloody McKaylock as well. You got Mo Varg. Nice. <laughs> this is a stacked team by, <laughs> by today's standards. Anyway, this is a stacked Lakers roster. <laughs> um, um, and the other thing I wanted to say is on that note about Zion being scheduled for that many Christmas Day games. Two. Brand- <laughs> two. Uh, Brandon Ingram has played in four. I want to. Can you name any like, let's call them like All Star or just below level players who've played in less Christmas Day games than him? I just th- throw out some names and I'll I'll see if you're right. Jason Tatum. I like that. I want to say Nikola Jokic. Yep, Jokic <coughs> has only played in two. Wow. Tatum has played in five. Wow. <laughs> and he's only 14 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he just, he wanted to be unwrapping his presents when he played <laughs> in his first one. <laughs> um, crazy that his son's older than him. Uh, Bradley Beal has to be. We've had one, I'm pretty sure. You've had one. Jesus. Has he? He's played in two. So that's still less than that's uh, still, Bingers. That's still left as less than Bingers. Well, uh, John Wall. I think that goes part and parcel. I feel like we, we, yeah. we've stunk it up for quite a while now. Um, <laughs> John, uh, John Wall has played in two. Damien Lillard. Oh, oh, I like that one. Um, Dame has played in one. That's, wow. That's crazy. Like, yeah. If you're, if really, if you're trying to make, if Christmas Day is meant to be a spectacle, you you got to put Dame Lillard on every <laughs> now and then because, I don't know, he's not going to do anything else with his career. He might try and like break a Christmas Day record. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fair. What are the, yeah, the one rookie of the year, one all NBA appearance in one Christmas Day yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. He's going to retire. Highest, highest points average on Christmas Day, like 34 <laughs> or something like that. Um, I don't know. Are there any other notable ones you you have in no, your pocket? I, I couldn't find any others. <laughs> Damn. You know. Um. Obviously not Lasanta, who's now Mr. Oh, Christmas. No, he, he, him and um, him and Kobe are leading with eighteen each. I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's like every year they've. That's played. legit every year. Yeah. Kobe missed, must have missed two years. I think LeBron missed one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. I don't have any more guesses. Yeah, that's fine. I think I, I think that segment <coughs> has run its course. <laughs> I think we've made our point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett, you know, love Ingram, love him to death. He's not a Christmas Day attraction. Yeah, but it's all about who you know. He knew LeBron, <laughs> then he knew Zion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even he hadn't even played an NBA game with Zion like on his third appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, speaking of the coronavirus, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've hinted it before. Uh, the league is, I don't know, I don't want to say rendered unwatchable. That's a bit dramatic. But quite <laughs> difficult to watch at times because, you know, nobody it, is playing in it. It's Every, borderline unwatchable. <laughs> it's borderline unwatchable. <laughs> Everyone's out in COVID protocols. Uh, the Orlando Magic are better because they have to play all these G League guys and vets <laughs> in, <laughs> instead of their terrible young guys. Um, yeah. What do you think needs to happen, Lucas? Do we need to postpone the league for a little bit here? I think postponing the league only works if you postpone America as well. <laughs> because they are just through the fucking roof with cases. Mm. Um, I, th- I think that they need to do a bubble playoffs mm. again. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe shorten, shorten the season a little bit. Um, but there was a point in... Uh, who was playing? I think it was the Lakers Nets Christmas Day game. I can't remember. Who, okay, I can't remember exactly who the two teams were, but I remember that Langston Galloway was on the court, which is actually kind of enough. Um, and then two, <laughs> and then two other randoms that hadn't been in the league for a few years. And it's like, what are we really watching? Because it's like this isn't a reflection of the teams. Hmm. Um, this isn't a reflection of who's going to be there in the playoffs. So, like, what are we watching? And, like, who is this a draw for? Yeah. Because Adam Silver said he doesn't want to postpone because it's, like, the, the virus is here. And it's, like, that is very fair enough. Mm. Like, in America, you kind of have to deal with it. Like, it's, it's just everywhere. Um, <clears throat> I'd postpone and bubble it, but I don't think that the players would want that. No. And I also don't think that... I, I mean, as a fan, how good was the bubble? Was yeah. the bubble? Yeah. It was sick. The bubble was great. But then also, like, having crowds in the playoffs last year was mm. awesome as well. Um. Yeah. Look, I I think it, it's just so bad for the league what's happening right mm. now that it's like, well, is it worse to postpone the league then? Because like, okay, not only are good teams rendered not good anymore, you know, I'm sick of seeing. Okay, I'll get it up while I, while I make my next point. But also, <coughs> like, bad teams can't even do what they want. Like the Magic. I don't know. Say what you want about the Magic, but. Give them an opportunity to develop their young players. If their young <laughs> players aren't playing in their basketball games, they're not getting better. Yeah. Like, they're not getting NBA experience. And instead, yeah, you're forced to roll up, roll out these lineups of, like, six fill-ins. Mm. Um, and it's just like, what's the point of any basketball organization doing that? Like, you're not, you're not getting better. You're not showcasing your good players. You're not, like, building chemistry. It's just like you're just rolling out players to go mm. through the fucking motions. Um, and, you know, if one team's doing that because they have... I don't know, four or five key injuries. It's like, yeah, that sucks, but whatever. If the whole league's doing that, what is the point? It's, yeah. It's just like you are literally just going through the paces. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this this headline, the depleted heat hold off depleted wizards. Like, <laughs> I'm sick of seeing depleted. <laughs> I'm sick of yeah. teams being called depleted. We need to see them pleated. We need to see them pleated. We need to see them repleted. <laughs> I retweeted that. Um <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I don't like the idea of the NBA not being on. Mm. Um, I don't like the idea of the bubble, but it's like, is this any better? No. Yeah. Not at all. Um, maybe we're about to reach critical mass where like 75% of the league has had COVID and can't get it for the rest of the season. <laughs> I don't know. That might be how it works or it might not be. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really see that happening either. Mm. Um, I've just been doing a little Googling on, a, or maybe not, I've been doing a bit of basketball referencing. Uh, on basketball reference, would you believe? And I've looked at the uh, Nets who had to just postpone games because they didn't have enough available players mm. um, and the Magic because they got brought up in that conversation. They've had 19 players play this year 
the Nets have had 20 players play this year. Still neither of them have matched the 17-18 uh, Cavs 22 players on the roster. Wow, really? That's how many players they had on the roster. Golly. <laughs> in, a season, <laughs> in a season that wasn't affected by COVID. My lord. And this is how it looks when the whole league looks like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, no wonder yeah. they stunk up the joint. <laughs> See, also, trade your players yesterday if you want to trade them. <laughs> Contenders. <laughs> oh, man. But, all right, let's be real, though. If either of those teams make, like, you know, deadline moves, they could have, like, 26 players on their roster yeah. for the year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's looking like that that the the Cavs, uh, I assume, record <laughs> is going to be broken by all 30 teams this year. Um, but, I mean, like, excluding hardship deals, I, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I just thought that was crazy. That is crazy. Um, I wanted to go through some of the, you know, the old, the old fellas who found their way back into mm. the league. Um, who've caught my eye, and maybe just maybe just you'll you'll ha- you'll remember when they were actually NBA players. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we might might just get your reaction to these guys. Of course, I feel like we should start with Greg Monroe. Mm-hmm. He was he was very very crucial in the Timberwolves win over Boston the other day. He had yeah. a he had a handy little uh, eleven nine and six with two steals and a block, mm. uh, and he was just fucking just playmaking yeah that's from, such a mid stat post. line um and apparently yeah landed landed in minnesota like hours before the game mm. uh met the coach 30 minutes before they started <laughs> um didn't know half of the team um and yeah and just like fitted in as, as this playmaker like better playmaker than cats ever been his entire <laughs> career yeah meets the coach like you're gonna be a playmaker tonight yeah yeah <laughs> a main source of offense yeah um, and you know, in their loss against the Knicks today, he had a what seven, six, and four, and three blocks. Mm. Obviously, I don't think he was, a, a, you know, he didn't win them the game. Like he kind of contributed to, to against Boston. But yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are your memories of Greg Monroe? Um, definitely his days in uh, Detroit at the Pistons. Uh, so he was so much fun to watch as a mid-post player. Mm. Um, he just had such a nice silky game. It's like every time someone's a left-hander. Or Southpaw. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to be a fan of them. Um, always a really good offensive player. And it seemed like he was getting kicked from teams because he was a bad defender. Mm. But, like, <clears throat> the the Pistons went for with Drummond over him. Yeah. And now they're both just, like, waivers, on the waivers. Uh, and Greg Monroe seems to be having more of an effect than Andre Drummond is having this season. Um you know, he is playing against like hardship players as well, <laughs> but still, like he's ready. Like he's yeah. he's stayed ready, and I think that's that's kind of irreplaceable. That's like the thing with Boogie. It's like he's even post injury and stuff, and post prime, he's always been a competitor mm. and like always been ready for a challenge. Like you can't say that about players that have just been in the league um, and ha- just been like had the opportunity and had you know eight figure contracts yeah. for for a decade now yeah uh they just don't they, they i think that yeah monroe monroe is bringing up like a want mm. to to the team and yeah yeah he was sick as well he was sick as a rookie um yeah drummer and other centers like him have just fallen to like back up you know eat up rebounds maybe mm. get one block like forget about him on an offense and actually kind of forget him on about him on defense <laughs> as well yeah um and 
you know, like you get so worried when Andre Andre Drummond has the ball, mm. and like whenever he's dribbling, you're like, this is he's gonna turn it over, he's gonna turn it over. <laughs> this is bad for basketball. <laughs> yeah, this is bad for basketball. And yeah, yeah, to have someone like Greg who can throw out, can handle the ball, can like you know dish out nice dimes. Mm. Um, and I imagine you know going up against the hardship benches that he's been going up against, he's like an okay rim protector yeah. as well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the other, next player I had, of course, was uh, bloody ISO Joe himself, Joe Johnson. Oh, my God, dude. I was such a weirdo watching him play. <laughs> I was like... So he signed with the Celtics, and I was like, no way Joe Johnson's signed with the Celtics. Like, no way jo- Joe Johnson's in, in the league. Mm. And then I was like, come on, put him on, put him on. I was cutting up veggies at the time. I was like, come on, just put him on, just put him on, man. The game is over. Put him on. Ime Udoka, put the man on the fucking basketball court. <laughs> And when he jumped in, I jumped in the air. I jumped in the air and fist pumped by myself. There was no one else around. I don't have to share this. I could lie, but I, I hate lying. I hate, I hate being dishonest with our, with our loyal fans who put up with last week's episode. <laughs> I jumped and fist pumped when Joe Johnson went on the court. And then they called his number. He messed up the first play. And I was like, uh-oh, it's looking kind of shaky. Then they ran a play for him the next play. And uh, he kind of got an ISO Joe moment, pulled it from um, the right elbow, and it went in, and I jumped again, jumped and fist pumped again. So much fun to watch him play, man. Oh, it was awesome as well. Like, it was that perfect Joe Johnson basketball of, like, get the ball, and now it's just me, the defender, and, mm. the, and the rim, you know? Like, mm. I, just, I just need to do my thing, create that little tiny gap yeah. of separation, and I, then I know I'm going to get the shot in. Man, I, I, my phone was on, like, six percent uh and i was at melbourne central doing some last minute christmas shopping um but you know what i had i had to watch 15 minutes of iso joe clutch moment highlights on the train um and it was so good it was so good yeah he's had a fun career um he was in that awesome atlanta team mm. with um mm. uh josh smith yeah jeff teague Corva, yeah. or al horford plays of this nature mm. um put up some pretty good numbers while he was oh, there yeah. as well um, and and sh- I remember that team being so much fun to watch. Mm. Like, they were always a show. Man, I think the league got worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... I don't know. You'd know, you know better than I would, but I think it's just gotten... It's gotten less interesting. Yeah, There's I less, think like, so. There's less, like, guys who are like, wow, I love his game, and it's so mm. different to everyone else's game, you know? Yeah. Like, Joe Johnson... He, what, did he have like four, did he, he's had some all-star appearances, three or four, I'm yeah, going to oh, say. Yeah, definitely. But uh, like, seven. You know, seven, Jesus. That Atlanta team was so weird. It was full of all-star appearances and no one who made a real impact like, yeah. <laughs> beyond the regular season. Um, but I feel like we have less of those players, you know? Less, less of those guys who are just really good at basketball but yeah. don't quite have the like, long-standing impact. I was re-watching the Spurs and Heats finals mm. in 2013 and 14. Um, that's what I did in my food coma. I had a two-minute intermission between things on Christmas Day. And I finished the 2013 finals, which I had started on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then I started and finished the 2014 finals, just the last games of them. And like, look at this moment of NBA history. Maybe the Warriors, but there are no real iconic teams. Mm. Like at the time, those Spurs and those Heat teams were iconic. And at the time, that Hawks team was like, you kind of just like, they were just right. They made yeah. sense. Yeah. They were always a show. You always wanted to watch them. You didn't want to watch like one of their players or a couple of their players. You wanted to watch the Hawks yeah, play basketball. Yeah, yeah. And like um, Utah in the late noughties, when they had like AK-47, Deron, Darren Williams, or maybe this is mid, um, Mameo Kua, um, 
maybe early career Gordon Hayward, Paul mm. Millsap. Mm. They were just like, they were an iconic team and you knew it at the time. Right now, like maybe we have the Warriors, but like this Lakers team is going to be like, what the hell happened there? The Nets is like, okay, cool. You know, they made a super team for a couple of years and then disbanded. There's no like, there's no, mm. yeah, it's not iconic. I don't feel like that we're in an iconic part of the history of the league. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I I would agree with you. I I mean, the, I think everyone's going to look back at the Lakers team and just be so confused because like there was no continuity between the championship team and the team mm. that came after and the team that came after that or the team that came before that. <laughs> like, yeah. There was just no continuity at all. So it is just like, oh, for this one year, all these players were here and, the, and they won the chip. Mm. I reckon this, this Suns team could go on to be pretty iconic. That's fair. I feel like they've changed so little from last season. And they're probably not going to change much next season. Like, mm. it's going to be that same core and all, all those role players you love mm. as well. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, nah, I don't know. I don't know about the, the Milwaukee team is too Giannis-dominated mm. to say that. Like, I think there's also so much continuity there. But, yeah, like you said, like, who was, who was really the star of that Hawks team? Like, mm. head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. Um, who was really the star of that jazz team, head, head and shoulders mm. above everyone else. Whereas Giannis is like head and shoulders and yeah. head and shoulders above everyone else, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, with the Bucks ring, they brought in Drew for like, you know, I love Drew, but it's like, yeah, that's not, there's no story there. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, um, like maybe if the Bucks and the Suns go on a couple deep playoff runs each mm. and like they keep these calls for the next couple of years, maybe two more years on top of this season, then, then yeah, they could be, creating like yeah yeah a, a memorable team i reckon like i reckon the hawks have like six players who are like either they drafted or signed you know when they weren't mm. big who if they like have two good seasons that then they'll be that again if that makes sense but again it's trey young's team yeah you know? but that's still i think that's a fair point because if they make another deep playoff run yeah they made one last year yeah they made the conference finals yeah. last year and it is it's a fairly homegrown team yeah for you know today's standards no definitely playoff teams like yeah yeah, yeah. E oh easily they'd be one of the most homegrown teams in the league yeah yeah and then yeah you look at you look at like philly and boston in particular it's like oh man you drafted these guys you could never get it to work yeah <laughs> man philly like if i think of like this iteration of Philly as iconic. I think of the season they had Sarich, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Sorry. The season they had Jimmy Butler, Sarich. <laughs> um, and they made that deep run against the Raptors. But it's like, that was one season as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, okay. Pre-Kawhi Raptors. That's an iconic team. Like the didn't, okay, the, okay. The didn't yeah. do it. That didn't do anything. Yeah, but, but, but still iconic. Yeah, definitely iconic. And they had two All-Stars on, like, they had two All-Stars basically the whole time. Yeah. Know, like in DeRozan and Lowry, who we've talked about how many All-Star appearances he <laughs> had so many times on this podcast. Does it start with a three or a four? <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like uh, continuity and longevity have a part to play in that as well. Mm. Like maybe at three years it unlocks. Maybe four. Mm. Yeah. TheDeepChew.com is your one-stop shop for everything NBA-related. Want weekly in-depth articles tackling some of the NBA's biggest issues and juiciest storylines? We've got you covered. Want a podcast that brings a fresh perspective to the league's current events? We've got you covered. We're like the ringer, only less problematic. So for anything and everything NBA, head to TheDeepChew.com and yes, it really is that simple. Damn, we 
just got deep. <laughs> talking about Joe Johnson. <laughs> I was about to start talking about Lance Stevenson, but I don't really want to anymore. <laughs> you don't want to follow that up with Lance Stevenson. However, part of uh, the 2012-ish Pacers, who could be an iconic ah, team as well. Yeah, yeah. With Danger Danger, Paul George, Roy Hibbert, David that- West. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Lance Stevenson is the perfect person to follow up Joe Johnson. They're on. They're on the classic NBA teams on 2K. No shitting. <laughs> I smoke Ned with them every single time. They were fun, man. Yeah. They were so much fun. <laughs> they made great series as well with the Heat. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's like the best Paul George has ever been. Yeah. In like a, how much basketball have you achieved this year? Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, that was sick. <laughs> I, that was an iconic moment. Um, well, uh, what do you want to talk about now? Uh, there's this Kyrie Irving guy who's... Uh, <laughs> After after his ironic um, what? Ah, damn! I had a I had a Dante's in my head and I fucking forgotten it. <laughs> Cognoscenti? No. Uh, wouldn't, prescient? Wouldn't work in that. Either neither <laughs> of them would work in this context. Joke? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Kyrie just uh, cleared COVID protocols today, along with I think along with Kevin Durant and Lamarcus Aldridge, which is like mm. surely that's. Um, the most all-star appearances to clear COVID protocols simultaneously. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, what do you What do you think uh, Kyrie's doing tomorrow? Um, have the Nets got a game on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to reply to watch. <laughs> I was going to reply. Uh, he said they've cleared COVID protocols. I was like, yeah. Well, when's the next game or something yeah. like that? <laughs> I reckon he's playing. Yeah. Oh, same. But I'm saying, what do you reckon he'll do? Ah, I reckon he'll be really good. <laughs> um. I think it's going to be so weird, yeah, seeing Kyrie, KD, and Harden all together out of absolutely nowhere. Who are they playing? At the, um, they might not be playing tomorrow. Oh, they might be on... Two days, even better. Yeah, Christmas Eve against the 76ers. Oh, my God. Yeah, Fuck he's for sure yes. playing. Jesus. Oh, my God. They're going to smoke him. It's going to be great. Yeah, they'll <laughs> smoke the 76ers. Harden is finally playing good basketball. Mm. KD, obviously, we know how he comes back from injury or any setback. Just mm. exactly the same. <laughs> um, and I, I just have so much faith in Kyrie to come out and have, like, the one Instagram game that it's like, you know, the haters have been doubted. They've been doubting him since the beginning of the season. He came and he dropped 35 on their head with 12 mm. assists or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I reckon it's going to be a massacre. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think he's going to have a stinky line. You're going to think he's going to have a stinky. And I reckon he'll just, like, his output will just directly lead to the Nets' loss. But I, I, I don't care which one of us is right. <laughs> I am, I am going to be the first viewer of his post-game interview. Yeah. <laughs> as, soon, as soon as it's on YouTube, as soon as the game's over, I'm going to have Kyrie Irving post-game 76ers, and I'm just going to be refreshing that over and over and over every couple of minutes, more than I was checking the FedEx tracking number. I'm going to be the, I reckon there's going to be like, oh, six responses that are just going to be like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Can we get, can we get some predictions? Mm. Oh, is he wearing a mask? He's actually Ooh. a really good mask wearer. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, I reckon. Whenever I reckon. he's at community days, no one's wearing a mask, and he's got one on. I mean, obviously, if you if you're not vaccinated, <laughs> um, I reckon he'll get. Maybe he'll get asked about his experience with COVID, uh-huh. and he'll come out with some something about like appreciation. Yeah, <laughs> and just like family appreciation. Um, you know, I was going through other things. <laughs> I didn't let COVID define me while I had it. I was still doing other things at the time. (laughs) 
does he like does he smoke out um the 76ers mm. arena before he plays i don't think so no, i think i think, I they, think he's past that yeah also there's no bit bad blood between him and the 76ers well, not yet <laughs> <laughs> until tomorrow until christmas eve ah whatever <laughs> fucking whatever <laughs> God, that's actually that's great. I'm really excited to watch that. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that'll be better than the game, no yeah. matter what. It's gonna be the best game of basketball of all time. It'll be even even better post game press conference. <laughs> and it's not gonna be the best game of basketball of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, oh, it's just just so funny. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe this is a, this is a, this is turned from the most annoying storyline to my favorite storyline. Mm. Ky- Kyrie's return. And yeah. you're right. Whatever happens tomorrow, it's going to be fantastic. The, <laughs> the reactions are going to be great. If he has a great game, fucking anti-vax Twitter is going to be sh- sh- like shitting all over everyone else. Yeah. If he has a bad game, it's... Ah, man. If he airballs a shot, the meme potential, you know? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> God, the meme potential on Kyrie is just wild. Through the roof. Anyhow. Sure. Um, do you have anything you wanted to say? Uh, I don't think so. We're only sitting at forty-five. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking it was a bit short. That it was, it was pretty. I thought it was pretty energetic. Definitely yeah. more energetic than last. Week. We could stat pat like stat pat stat pat. <clears throat> we could stat. Oh my god. We could stat pat like. Le- oh fucking Jesus. We could stat pad like LeBron if we wanted to. <laughs> Take that, LeBron. You look like an idiot. <laughs> um. What did. I can't believe this. Um, oh, we could talk about LeBron's. Uh, the he shared the fucking Spider-Man meme. One of them saying COVID. One of them saying the flu. One of them saying a cold. Yeah, right. Do Go. You, <laughs> well, do you think in like 2019, anyone ever posted a Spider-Man meme where it was uh, the flu and the cold? <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. That's too roasted in one minute, LeBron. Come back from that. Cop that dickhead. <laughs> um, man. I mean, it's just the most LeBron James way you could do this is posting that meme. And I can't remember what his caption was, but it, it had a lot of emojis. Somebody help me out or something. People, yeah. Help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I'll, I'll defer to Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, man, if you're LeBron James, you definitely have a responsibility to do better than this. Yeah. Like, uh, if you're going to advocate for Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, you also have to advocate for, like, you know, a disease that disproportionately kills African-Americans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And honestly, I don't think he's really thought about it that much. I think he's, mm. I think he's just like, damn, this COVID thing's like the cold. <laughs> cancelled. <laughs> it's the end of the episode. You can't be cancelled at the end of the episode because nobody's listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Holy fucking money. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he just posted this meme and been like, yeah, you know, this is this is funny. This is harmless. But yeah, yeah. You gotta have a bit more. You gotta have a bit more forethought, LeBron James. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you reckon he meant by it? I'm, I think. Do you reckon he was just saying? Because here's my thing. LeBron has never tweeted anything or put anything on social media that isn't just so cryptic. <laughs> like, you never take what LeBron does on social media at surface level because it never is. What did he mean by Tom and Jerry? Like, were they actually watching Tom and Jerry? <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah, it was just a classic game of Cat and Mouse. <laughs> um, yeah, because I don't think he... Like, the conspiracy theory going around at the moment is like... There's a cold going around America and then you go to a testing site and they say you have the Omicron variant. And it's like, no, it's just a cold that's going around. Mm. Obviously nonsense. Um, I, reckon he's, I reckon he's just like, man, 
this this COVID. <laughs> I won't do the voice Don't this time. Do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, this COVID thing is going around like the cold and the flu at the moment. Mm. You know, like who cares? It's all the same stuff. Yeah. Really. I don't think he's really thinking that there's some MK Ultra, you know, like mm. fucking fuck me, fuck you, sort of CIA deep, deep state thing, like the rest of the people think. Um, like Jonathan Isaacs probably is, you know, tweeting, tweeting from his burner account in his, I don't know, cryo chamber while he gets better from this injury. <laughs> Why is Jonathan Isaacs still getting brought up? <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw someone saying LeBron's trying to hide that he's just recruiting Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> What's the trade? What is it? Is it Russ for Kyrie? Man, I reckon you just dump them all in the same trade. Russ, yeah. Ben, Kyrie. <laughs> just put all of these players in the same trade, and then just like random, just ge- randomly generate who goes to which randomly team. Randomly generate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where Where do you reckon? Where's the best place that Russ, Kyrie, and Ben could all end up? Like, what team would actually be fine with having them? Oh, I thought, no, no, you put them all in trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got to go to those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, right. Um, Far man, nowhere for us. Mm. I think the Lakers accept both Ben and Kyrie. Yeah. I think that they're both good fits there. Definitely. I think that Kyrie would be a good fit in at the 76ers. I think Ben would be a good fit in Brooklyn. I don't think Westbrook's a good fit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Kyrie and Ben on the Lakers would be like it would just be it would be the ultimate it would be the ultimate gag and it would, mm-hmm. I think it would work quite well actually. Two Melbourne boys, yeah, two Bombers fans meeting up with Le King. I can't imagine if Le Mickey becomes an Essendon fan after <laughs> Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving join. <laughs> when's the When's the first day of the AFL season? Like March or something like that. Yeah. Ah, oh, they'll still be in in, Le- in league. LeBron, no, LeBron tweets from the locker room like, "Man, this Ben Simmons guy, he's got." <laughs> it's got, got me watching this Australian Football League nonsense. Yo, that hit out by Draper was Someone help mean. me out here. <laughs> <laughs> that hit out by Draper was mean. 17 emojis. Wouldn't mind him at center. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I reckon we've waffled on for long enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. Um, yeah, inbox us if you want a hat. Uh, we should be getting them... Probably by the time most of you guys have heard this, we yeah, should have them. I think so. I mm. think so. You're all you're all on holidays. You're all sleeping in at the moment. It is out at seven a.m., but you know, <laughs> I get it. It's not the first thing you do in the morning. <laughs> it is for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like if you if you get that money in my account, uh, we'll do a drop off to you before New Year's, so you can show it off to all your all your cool cats and hot dogs or whatever. Yeah, whatever uh, that lady says in Cool Cats and Kittens or whatever. From, uh, remember that show? It was before Squid Games. Oh, Tiger Kings. Tiger Kings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my little cat and kitten. What is it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> anyway, bye. Um, oh, no. Also, I think I'm going to be here next week. So, Oh, no shit. I think we'll just have a normal episode. Oh, wow. Maybe we, we can invite the four man we've on if we want. If they want to watch or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. yeah, they can just watch. <laughs> All right, see you next week. <laughs> see ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, with production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7am.